don't watch this or something which is like yeah it's it's bad but you know it's whatever real bad. Uh, but but most <laughs> of the most of the takedowns of it are pretty bad like, also bad also yeah, yeah. <laughs> we so just to explain what it is like plandemic is a 26 minute clip the which is the first installment of a documentary that mostly is a interview with a person named Judy Mikovits and she is a disgraced researcher who um, in 2009 was hired by a uh, private family foundation in order to study um, chronic fatigue syndrome. And they founded this uh, research institute, which was very small and nascent, with the express grant of getting an, an uh, NIH or um, NIAID uh funding package in order to study chronic fatigue syndrome, which their eldest daughter had. So this is a, a rich people's private uh, research initiative that she worked for. She had a history of studying um, RNA and like diseases and, and mice and uh, came out with the study, which uh, was published in science and uh, retracted two years later because it could not be reproduced. She was let go from the institution and then arrested for stealing her laptop and notebooks, <laughs> which she said she like claimed <laughs> possession over and that they were like stealing her ideas. But I guess what had happened was is that the the NIH funding that they got, even after she was fired for the, you know, whole situation of like essentially the studies, uh, science being absolutely not unable to be reproduced and also like kind of suspect. And it wasn't a good sample essentially that yeah. she was working with and it was it was not reproducible. So but they still had this grant. So they needed her research to fulfill the grant with the remaining researchers. But she took everything and then was surprised well, yeah. when a civil suit was filed, it was seized and she and be, uh, went to court. And beyond that, that's really funny because I didn't even look into that history of it. Um, but in the within the framework of the documentary, they treat it like she was arrested for thought crime exactly. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a Wait, real elision between like... Uh, like oh she was yeah it was like oh she she had this study retracted and then was arrested like right. you know, right. she was not right. arrested because she <clears throat> produced unfall un Boy, unreplicatable results. Phil, you got right. you better you better watch what you publish, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I hear, yeah, I mean, I hear they're jailing dissidents. So she she sat down with a former male model who is a popular <laughs> alt right YouTube activist and anti vaccine organizer um, in order to sort of discuss her her take on the COVID pandemic and her uh, vast decades long um, crusade against NIAID and NIH. And um, it seems like Dr. Anthony Fauci specifically um, over slights that she feels like she experienced in her career through like AIDS research, working with like National Cancer Institute and um, and sort of beyond. But the, the thing that I think is like the most interesting about this is that it's uh, it's quite a piece of powerful propaganda, I'd say, because there is a lot of it that like does overlap with a lot of the things that we talk about in terms of like pharma greed and manipulation and in terms of like the control that that pharmaceutical companies have over both their patents, the ability to profit, et cetera. And then, of course, like all the takedown videos that we've been able to find from physicians have been like. Uh, basically being like the science is bunk, but innovation 
don't forget. Right. You know, pharma <laughs> needs the money to drive the innovation. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's. Well, and we can get into examples of, right, of that. Yeah. We, have, we have some, we'll, there, we'll, we'll, we'll play some clips. Right. In a moment. So what are, so what are some of the big, like things of this, this movie says that are like just abjectly. Yeah. Uh, bizarre and insane. Cause it feels like there's now like a genre of takedown posts mm-hmm. of this yeah. thing, which has emerged. So like, it seems like the, there's like one, there's a big claim about like the origins of the virus. Right. So I would say the sort of key, um, just, and this again is only a portion of the full documentary, which has not yet been released in full, but the sort of key takeaways that are things that Dr. Judy claims in this interview are that novel coronavirus was like manipulated in a lab and that there is like NIH funding that was involved in creating this like bioweapon vaccine, um, mm-hmm. you know, really misleading claims about flu vaccines, how they're made and what their efficacy is. The claims that flu vaccines increase risk for COVID, claims that about hydroxychloroquine, you know, helping COVID, uh, claims that masks reinfect you and are actually a problem. <laughs> And suggestions. That was the sort of wildest one. That, that yeah. one. I, well, that so one was... maybe, maybe we can go through like some of the individual things that are said, and then we can talk about it in the big picture. Okay. Basically. Yeah. I was gonna say my favorite was the suggestion that like she personally weaponized Ebola. Ebola. Yeah, um, that was a. Uh, <laughs> um, but so we'll yeah we'll get into that. So again, yeah, the I mean I think the main reason that we're doing this is like obviously there's there's a lot of discussion around this, but for in, for instance like the one of the videos that B casually mentioned earlier, like when you see the response, uh, they'll be trying to debunk one of her things where she says uh, as a throwaway, like the Bill and Melinda Gates foundation as like a bad actor or something. And then like the reaction video, doctor guy, uh, with like a million viewers or whatever, will just like cut, turn to the camera and be like, Bill Gates is a hero. It's like, <laughs> okay, all right. So it's this like, is not tell what me a take you're not helping. Yeah, yeah like ama- you're not helping. Amazing, uh, wonder- wonderful uh, fact checking so here. But so let's you, go through. Uh, yeah, yeah let, can you play some clips already? Let's go. Let's go through a couple of the sort of highlights that you may have um, heard of. And again, like like B was mentioning, there's this is one of those cases. I would I would classify some of the stuff. Not this first clip, certainly that we're about to play, but some of the stuff ultimately that you'll like hear through this is definitely stuff where it's like if you kind of tuned out Mm -hmm. it could sound like maybe for instance someone like be describing disease process but then all of Mm -hmm. the all of the final takeaways are like that's literally not how it works Mm -hmm. um right and i mean it's okay for people to have ideas right like ideas are good and and uh, speculation and scientific inquiry starts with a lot of like crazy ideas but this is not how you do it at all right so, do you believe that this virus was created in a laboratory? I wouldn't use the word created, but you can't say naturally occurring if it was by way of the laboratory. So, it's very uh. clear this virus was manipulated. These this family of viruses was manipulated and studied in a laboratory where the animals were taken into the laboratory and this is what was released whether deliberate or not. That cannot be naturally occurring. Somebody didn't go to a market, get a bat, the virus didn't jump directly to humans. That's not how it works. That's accelerated viral evolution. If it was a natural occurrence, it would take it, it 
up to 800 years to occur. This occurred from SARS-1 within a decade. That's not, that's not naturally occurring. <laughs> it's just, it's like she does use science words. She, well, she does a good job of appropriating these sort of basic concepts and then completely um, fills like the structure of those concepts with incorrect information. So right. like the concept that she's talking about is that, yes, we do not really know exactly how, you know, SARS-CoV-2 made such an accelerated leap from zoological host to, um, you know, human host, right? Mm -hmm. But that there are sort of two ways that it's possible from our current understanding of virology that this could have happened. One would have been like a natural selection in the animal host before a transfer into humans, right? Mm -hmm. And the other, which uh, people I think are thinking is a little more likely um, considering the sort of comparisons of like the DNA of the strain that we have in New York versus Washington versus UK, Italy, and China is that it actually, you know, that there was a, a process of natural selection and evolution in humans following the transfer. Yeah. Right. And and so these are two uh, very basic principles of like how these diseases, everything from like the common cold, like a rhinovirus or a coronavirus can can develop. And well, yeah. like the basic fact of, of there being like different strains of influenza every year, which is <laughs> right. why we have changing vaccines all the time. Right. And, <laughs> like, and you know, it's uh, human beings are incredibly uh, fantastic, complex breeding grounds for viruses. We provide a lot of raw material for these things to grow and evolve and change change and become more deadly or not. Right. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, so yeah, maybe it took 800 years. Maybe this process takes 800 years. I would argue In that like a small agrarian society that's cut off from the rest of the world, well, maybe or something. The common know. cold has been around <laughs> for much longer. And if you have ever had the common cold once, there's essentially like a 50% chance that you've already had coronavirus, right? I mean, a coronavirus. A coronavirus. Yes. <laughs> a coronavirus. You know, not a coronavirus. So yeah, maybe Which this has been happening for 800 no, but years. That's but important though. Actually, that particular slippage is something that they rely on right. also, which is right. the conflation between coronavirus, which is a category which, of disease, which as B mentioned, encapsulates two of the known uh, like coronaviruses. And maybe this is the fifth that like are known to in, like infect and circulate among humans, basically like human to human transmission. Right. Um, two of them are the common cold. Right. So it's like the and they but they basically they treat it as though like, oh, this la like one of the things that they say, actually, and this leads in, into our next um, clip. One of the things that they say basically is like um, like they kind of fear monger like, oh, yeah, like here's here's Fauci uh, visiting a, a lab that was doing studies on coronavirus as there in are... coronaviruses. Right. Um, again, very mm -hmm. common category. So, um, you know, they they do this thing of like, here's. Fauci visiting actually uh, a coronavirus laboratory with Elton John and Nancy Pelosi <laughs> of all people okay. uh, in a wonderful image that they show. Um, I think that might be the cover image for the episode maybe, but at they, this point. But they, uh, they show this and they say like, oh, here, and he's like, they're studying coronavirus in a lab and it's like yeah that's a ca that's a big category of disease so yeah because mm -hmm. like most virology labs would be and do you have any ideas of where this occurred oh yeah i'm sure it occurred between the north carolina laboratories fort detrick u.s army research institute of infectious disease and the wuhan laboratory hello this is daniel beatrice's screen reader program support us at patreon.com slash 
Death Panel Pod to hear the full episode and get access to patron-only content. With love, the Death Panel.